0: Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Friday 15, which happens every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time. If you haven't already subscribed to our channel, please go ahead and do so. I'm Maureen Borsi, and I will be hosting this week's episode of Friday 15. So our first question comes from Stephanie. Hi, Steph. I was reading your articles about different accreditations travel agents or agencies can get, and I just wanted to make sure that I understand something correctly. If I am starting my own agency to be solely a Disney travel planner, and I book someone a Disney package vacation that includes air, is a clear card enough for me to be able to do this, since it does not allow sell of airfare? After reading the various articles, it looks like you would not need GDS or other accreditation if you were only selling airfare as part of a package, and would need separate accreditation if you were selling airfare alone by itself. Thank you so much. So really good question, Stephanie. First off, so it's great to see that you already know what it is that you wanna do. So you know you're gonna open your agency and that you're gonna be a dedicated Disney travel planner, which is really half the battle is knowing what you do wanna sell. So you're wanting to know if you sell a Disney package with air, is a clear card enough, or do you need a separate accreditation for selling airfare by itself? So first, if you do wanna be recognized as a travel agency, then you would need a travel accreditation number, especially if you are an independently an independent agency that is not hosted. So, first, if you are hosted, that does change the scenario. But if you are off on your own, um, you are going to need to get some uh, an accreditation number. So keep that in mind. But if you are a host with a host, the good news is you can utilize their accreditation number, and you don't need to go out and get your own. Um, accreditation number. So that's good. Also, if you are not hosted, but you are with a consortium, you might also go down that path as well and find out what options they have available for you um, as being a member of the consortium as well. So, um, but you can sell Disney packages with air without an accreditation as the air can be included in the overall package. Honestly, you know, there really is no universal travel agent certification out there, but being that you were focusing on Disney and most likely, um, and I'm guessing that you're going to probably be selling Disney cruises as well. Um, So I would recommend getting a CLIA certification. So, you know, take a look at, they have lots of different courses out there, but just starting out, I would highly recommend the Certified Cruise Counselor and then becoming an accredited accredited cruise line counselor. This is really a great place to to start in learning the basics of selling cruises, um, learning what your clients want within a cruise so and these are really good certifications to have um, as well so making sure that you know maybe when you have an opportunity to take advantage of those courses at CLIA that would be great and then also take a look if you are hosted you know a lot of times you can go ahead and get some certifications through the host agency they might have um, some great benefits there so make sure you're checking with your host agency as well and seeing if they do offer any opportunities to get accreditations as a member of the host agency but definitely take a look at CLIA and just seeing you know the type of things that they do offer Um, it does take a little bit of time you know may take a couple weeks to you know a few months to get your accreditation but it will be well worth it at the end and just so you know that there are things that you will have to do to keep your accreditation up to date. And part of that is doing chip inspections. So keep that in mind as well. So, and then you had also pointed out, you know, if you were just strictly selling airfare, do I need an accreditation then? And yes, actually, that is the scenario that if you are really going to be focusing on just selling airfare, yes, then you are going to, want to have a GDS system, you're going to want to be looking at having an accreditation through ARC or IATAN. But I think for you, I think honestly, you're just looking at setting up your agency, selling Disney package vacations, and most likely their cruises. Um, so you would not need the GDS and you're not going to need the accreditation, but it certainly never hurts to have, you know, some form of accreditation. Definitely, you know, like I mentioned, taking a look at um, you know CLIA's website. So I'm going to put some links in the comments for you on travel agency certifications, the types that are out there for you, and then also CLIA's website so that you can go ahead and take a look at what they offer as well. So, you know what I would recommend next for you too is um, becoming a Disney specialist. So, you know, really going to be good for you because you're going to want to become, if that is your main focus, you're going to want to be the expert on Disney. You're really going to want to learn about the Disney cruises and also the package vacations. And so Disney has a really good program called the Disney College of Knowledge Program. And I would highly recommend you go through that. Um, now they do require for you to maintain your certification with them, especially if you are selling the cruises. So as I, had, as I had mentioned that they do require, you know, yearly ship inspections so that you're up to date on the latest and greatest in all their ships. And this is just one more reason why you should get a CLIA certification as well. So, next I would highly recommend that if you don't know who your Disney rep is to to reach out to Disney. Also, if you are with a host, um, they're going to know who the Disney rep is. So, find out who is the local Disney rep in your territory and get in contact with them because they're going to want to work with you. They're going to be the experts on their side in how to go about selling their product. Um, There's gonna be some great training programs that you can utilize. The Disney reps most likely gonna have nights where they're going to be hosting for agents to come in to learn about the product. So making sure you're taking advantage of all that is really, really important. Next thing I, was all, I would also recommend for you is, if you haven't already, um, I would recommend that you network with other agents on our 7-Day Setup Facebook group. This is a really good place to, to reach you know, agents just starting out, like yourself, and also experienced agents. And there's a lot of them out there that do focus on Disney. So this is a great place to network toss ideas out, ask questions to them about the Disney program and the trainings that they offer um, about working with your sales rep. This is a really great place for you to be able to network and get some, bounce some ideas off of your peers. So um, I'm going to go ahead and put some links in the comments for you on our seven-day um, setup Facebook group page uh, just to make sure that you are on there and utilizing that tool as well. But real quick, let me share my screen with you because I did want to show you so when you go to our site, just go ahead and go to Resources and click Start Here. And then as you kind of scroll down, it down below it's going to say Groups to Join. And right here is Join the 7-Day Setup Group. Um, so that's very important. I think this will be a really good tool for you as well um, to be able to network with other agents in your territory too and networking with agents that are selling Dizzy and getting some um, really good ideas from them as well. So... So finally, um, you know, we have some really great articles and resources specifically about Disney on our website that I really think are going to help you out. So I'm going to make sure that we put some links in the comments for you on best tips from travel agents that are currently booking Disney, tips that they have for you. Also, Disney Cruise 101 that goes over all the basics of selling the Disney cruise. And then I'm also going to put the link to Disney's agent travel agent website so that Making sure that you get yourself signed up and get on there, so you have access to their site, because you're going to have kind of a more of a buy, behind the scenes than what um, you know a consumer would have going to their website. And then this also probably will put you in contact with their sales rep as well. But just make sure that you take a look at these articles, because some really great information in there for you as well. So good luck to you. And if you have any other questions, please feel to reach out to us. Um, but thank you, Stephanie. We appreciate the question. So our next question comes from Neil. Hi, do you know what the advantages and disadvantages are of going with a large host agency versus a medium or a small size one? So this is really a great question, Neil, Um, you know, because yes, there are advantages and disadvantages to any size model of host agency. So what it really comes down to is knowing what you are looking for in a host agency. That's the first place to start. So if you have worked for companies that are small, most likely a smaller agency is going to be a better fit for you. But if you are you used to a medium or a larger size host, typically that is probably what you're going to want to look for as well. So when you're looking at this, you're really going to want to do your research on the host agencies. Um, taking a look and take a look at the different mix and the different sizes. So when you go to our website, you can see they do list how many agents they have. So usually the the larger ones are going to have between 500 to 5,000 agents you know there with them um, the smaller ones usually have you know typically under 50 and then the medium size is somewhere in between there um, so for a larger host the advantages of them is in all honesty is they're such a big organization the buying power that they have the preferred supplier relationships that they have built, you know they're going to have a great consortium that they are associated with, they're going to have higher commissions for you to be able to take advantage of um, that they have a no- negotiated with their preferred suppliers. They're also going to have a far more, um, you know, kind of a, a bigger commission and fee plan for you to choose from. So, you know, they're going to have a lot of different options available for you. So, if fees and, you know, commission splits are important, then taking a look at the options that are available for you as well, that would be important to look at. You know, as I mentioned, you're going to have a huge number of preferred suppliers to work with. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, And then, you know, they're going to have really great educational and training programs. They have annual conferences and they have yearly events, multiple events throughout the year different training events that you can utilize as well. Um, And then, as I mentioned, just being affiliated with a consortium and they're gonna be affiliated with really powerful consortiums, which is an advantage for you as well, just because of the relationships they have with the consortium and the preferred suppliers, really it comes down to you're going to have a great um you know higher commission level overall so and then you know typically they do offer different types of accreditation programs for you as well um that you can utilize and you can also use their accreditation so um you know you're going to be booking through their, you know, their IOTA number. So you get the advantage of using their own if you don't have your own accreditation. So, and, you know, most host agencies do have some form of lead program too. So if that is something that's important to you, you're going to want to take a look at that. And then, you know, when it comes down to it with a larger host, you're actually going to be, you know, identified as an independent contractor where you own your own business. So you're not an employee of them. You're an independent contractor. So you get to brand yourself as your own identity and own business, which is really great. So, you know, disadvantages just might be overall the size, you know, maybe there's not as much of the one on one personalized attention that you might get with a smaller or medium sized house but they have so many other things to offer. So, you know, just make sure you're doing your research when you are looking at any host model. Um, So, and then, you know, when you're kind of looking at a medium size, so they're really gonna typically gonna be anybody that has over 50 ICs. um, And they're certainly, they're not gonna be up there about having about 500 in their um, agency. It's just gonna be smaller, but you know, same type of thing. They're still gonna have really good higher commission levels great preferred supplier relationships. They are also most likely gonna be affiliated with a consortium, Um, you know, but you are probably gonna get a little bit more personalized attention with a a medium-sized host agency. And, you know, they're gonna have, a lot of them are starting to become kind of a, you know, like a hybrid host agency. So they could have employees, versus, and plus ICs. So, you know, it it gives you an opportunity to be on either one side or the other. So, you know, some of these might have, you know, in a long state, like a storefront that you can still be an employee for them um, versus an IC, or you can also go down the IC path. Um, But they are going to have education and training programs for you as well uh, that you can take advantage of, you know, just like with the larger one, there's going to be annual conferences and events for you to a- attend. Um, and then, you know, they also will have accreditation opportunities for you as well. And you'll be able to utilize their accreditation as well when you are booking. So, and, you know, the medium-sized ones, they might have some lead programs available for you, but you're, it's just something that you're going to want to have to ask um, what they do have available. And then also, uh, you know, making sure you understand up front, do you have to use the host agency's name? Um, You know, So is it going to be that I'm going to be branded as XYZ Travel or are you going to be able to have your own? So that would be something I would just check with a medium size as well. And then also finding out what their commission splits are and what their fee program is because they may not have as large of an offering for you, but you know what, Sometimes it's, you know, the fee is more important than the commission split and vice versa. So just taking a look at at that is important as well. And then, you know, for a small. So what we're seeing is we're really seeing a really big trend in the smaller um, agencies that, you know, currently they have maybe less than 10 ICs, but they are starting to look at growing their ICs overall but they don't want to get any bigger than maybe 50. So that's really a good option for if you are looking to have a more intimate, you know, experience with your host starting out. Um, You know, so the disadvantages kind of with a small one is, you know, you're going to have a limited package with your commissions and your overall fees. Um, You know, they are going to vary quite a bit from a medium or a larger one, but you know, the advantage is, It's going to be a far more personalized experience for you. Their training and education programs are going to be more on a one-to-one level versus a bigger host agency where they bring all the new ICs in at one time to kind of train them. So keep that in mind. And, you know, you could be working in an office versus working from home. But I think in this day and age, a lot, most everybody is working from home anymore. So making sure you understand, you know, what, what does the smaller office have to offer? Is it an office location or is it, am I also working from home? Am I an employee or am I an IC? So those are important questions to kind of keep in mind as well. And then also, this is another question to ask is, do you need to utilize the agency's name? So if they are X Y C Travel, is that the name that you are going to have to utilize when you are pushing out marketing materials? Um, And, you know, you're still going to have, you know, suppliers to work with, but it's certainly not going to be probably the hundreds and hundreds that, you know, a larger one would have, but you're still going to have all the major players there that your smaller agency is going to be working with. So really when it comes down to it, choosing the host really is a personal decision. So kind of go off of what have you worked with in the past? Have you worked in a small, medium, or large environment? Then taking a look at those. And I would go to our website, take a look at we have hundreds of different types of models, um, host agency models on there. So kind of taking a look at what host agencies are on there and kind of get a feel. Click on each of them, go to their website, see what they have to offer because it's going to come down to, you know, probably commissions and fee structure. It's going to come down to preferred suppliers. What kind of technology and CRM materials do are available to you? Because that is very important in this day and age. And then certainly the training and educational tools available to you as well. So, and then once you've narrowed down your choices, I would give a call to each one of them because once you actually call them, you're going to find out how the culture is and if it is really a good fit for you. So making sure you're just calling them, doing your research, and then that's going to help you narrow down your choices. And then I know that you are on our seven-day setup facebook group page and i know you've already asked this question you got a lot of great feedback so you know just make sure you keep utilizing that seven day setup group that you know is so very important especially just getting start out, started out so um i'm going to make sure that we put some links in the comments for you on how to choose you know a host agency you know the benefits of a host agency and tips for using a host agency so these are really important Um, things to consider when you are going about choosing a host agency. So good luck to you, Neil. I hope that that answered your question and kind of gives you an idea of the differences in the sizes. I mean, it really is going to come down to if you want a more intimate experience, or if you're looking for one that, you know, you're going to have far more flexibility, um, being, you know, more options in your commissions and your fee structures, things like that. So just knowing what you want when you're going into it um, is really important. And just know you know what, you could join a certain host agency, but in two, three years, you might realize, you know, it doesn't fit my needs any longer, or I've, or I've outgrown this host, and gives you the opportunity to look at other host agencies. So, you know, you're not, you don't have to stay with the one that you are, you r- originally choose. But what you're going to find is, you know, most agents find a great ho- host agency right off the bat. So you know, best of luck to you in finding a host agency. And if you have any questions, certainly let us know. We do appreciate you reaching out to us. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. And make sure to join us for next week's Friday 15 at 12 p.m. Central Time. If you have any questions, please make sure to send them to us at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15. I hope everybody has a great weekend and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.